This is Liz Barraza, a story in two parts. This is part one, Phantom Menace. In a tranquil Texas neighborhood, a bewildering and chilling crime shattered the peace of an ordinary Friday morning, leading investigators and online sleuths alike grappling with unanswered questions. We dance round in a ring and suppose, but the secret sits in the middle and knows. In the quiet hamlet of Tumball, Texas, Elizabeth Barraza, who went by Liz, was a 29-year-old with an infectious love for all things nerdy. Liz lived on Cedarwalk Drive in the Princeton Place subdivision. Elizabeth and her husband Sergio had an amazing bond that everyone around them admired. The couple's friends and co-workers were always wondering, how do they do it? They never heard so much as a peep about any problems between the couple. They were just living this sweet domestic life and totally loving it. The couple's life was like a work of art, with each day adding a new splash of color to their canvas of happiness. They'd walked down the aisle just four years prior, in 2014, and together they purchased a spacious 2,600-square-foot home on Cedarwalk Drive in April of 2016. The couple had not welcomed children into their lives, but their fur baby, a dachshund they had adopted while in college named Diesel, frequently made appearances in the photos they shared online. Looking past your initial impressions, the Barraza family revealed a hidden world of intrigue. Behind their everyday facade, the couple were avid fans of both the Star Wars and Harry Potter franchises, and their shared passion for these things illuminated their relationship with an undeniable spark. They weren't just fans, they were devoted cosplayers, never missing a chance to attend events like Comic-Con or Megacon, where the couple would transform themselves into the beloved characters from their favorite franchises. The couple were deeply involved in their local 501st Legion. For those of you with absolutely no Star Wars street credit, the 501st Legion is an organized group of Star Wars enthusiasts known for their charitable endeavors. I have worked with this volunteer group many times over the years, and the 501st Legion describes itself with the following sentiment. The 501st Legion is an international costuming organization dedicated to celebrating Star Wars through the creation and use of quality costumes that portray the villainous, morally ambiguous, or non-partisan characters from the Star Wars universe. The Legion promotes interest in Star Wars and facilitates the use of these costumes for Star Wars-related events, as well as contributes to the local community through costumed charity and volunteer work. Liz and Sergio, united by their shared passion, 
were both esteemed members of the 501st Legion's Star Garrison in the South Texas Squadron. Liz and her commitment to this extraordinary community had not one but two meticulously crafted and approved costumes, that of a biker scout and a Jawa. With her TKID proudly bearing the distinction of TB93474, Liz also held a position of honor and responsibility on the command staff, serving as the dedicated event coordinator for the South Texas Squadron, a testament to her unwavering dedication to the organization she cherished. As a member of the 501st, Liz and Sergio were not just simply fans in costumes, they were heroes to sick children. They regularly visited children's hospitals, bringing a bit of a galaxy far, far away to brighten the days of young sick patients. Liz's heartwarming interactions with these children led her to forge connections with organizations like the Make-A-Wish Foundation and the Peter Mayhew Foundation, both organizations that I have supported for many years. We will link to the organization's websites in our show notes. On Thursday, January 24th, 2019, Liz and Sergio eagerly planned for their upcoming garage sale, set to take place on Friday, January 25th, and Saturday, January 26th. As the sun dipped below the horizon, the couple went around the neighborhood and strategically placed signs throughout the area to announce their anticipated garage sale, scheduled for Friday, the 25th, and continuing through Saturday, the 26th. The couple did not have the garage sale advertised in any publications. In the early morning darkness, at approximately 2 a.m., a mysterious black Nissan Frontier silently glided past the Barraza home. A subtle presence picked up on the neighbor's surveillance cameras. This event went unnoticed, like a mysterious whisper in the night. As the sun began to cast its tentative rays across the land, at 6.08 a.m., Liz embarked on her morning journey, craving the comfort of a coffee from the local Starbucks. Her absence from home, though seemingly routine, would soon play a crucial role in the unfolding drama. Returning home at 6.16 a.m., Liz's day took an unsuspected turn. The garage sale preparations commenced. She and Sergio worked in tandem, as if building the stage for a grand performance, arranging items on the driveway under the watchful eyes of several neighborhood security cameras. At 6.47 a.m., the same black Nissan Frontier reappeared, creeping into the neighborhood through Princeton Place Drive from Kirkendall Road. It stopped momentarily in the Goddard School parking lot, shrouded in a cloak of secrecy. Just as Sergio left their home at 6.48 a.m., headed to work in a white panel van, the Nissan Frontier seized the opportunity to disappear, moving to a different street, as if evading an unknown spotlight. At 6.51 a.m., the shadowy Nissan Frontier resurfaced, like a character in a suspenseful movie, making its way back toward the Barraza home, leaving 
unanswered questions hanging in the early morning air. Mere minutes after Sergio left for work at 6.52 a.m., the Nissan Frontier pickup truck, previously seen slowly circling the neighborhood like a predator stalking its prey, pulled up and parked across the street from the Barraza home. It was as though the mysterious driver had been biding their time, waiting for the perfect moment to strike, or waiting on Sergio to leap for work. Meanwhile, Liz had had quite the busy morning, setting up a garage sale in her front yard and driveway. Liz had a very specific purpose for the proceeds from this garage sale, an upcoming anniversary trip for the couple. Their fifth wedding anniversary was just on the horizon, just days away, and they had an enchanting journey planned to the wizarding world of Harry Potter at Universal Studios in Orlando, Florida, which is right in my backyard. The departure date was set for January 27th, a mere two days from that very moment. The driver of the sinister Nissan Frontier executed a meticulous three-point turn on Cedar Walk. The truck's engine rumbled ominously as it came to a halt directly behind Liz's parked vehicle. The driver quickly emerged from the vehicle, shrouded in a jacket or robe, and they began slowly advancing towards the driveway, where Liz was diligently still setting up for the garage sale. The tension in the air was palatable as the mysterious figure crossed the street. As the clock harshly ticked on from precisely 6.52 and 20 seconds, to 6.52 and 50 seconds, a grim exchange occurred. Whether Liz recognized the vehicle, the person, or maybe simply felt an unexplainable dread, she took a hesitant step back as the stranger approached the top of the driveway. With her usual warmth, Liz uttered a casual, good morning. The menacing figure responded, their conversation a mere six seconds long, but a sense of foreboding hung heavy in the air, for this stranger had not come empty-handed. From within the folds of their oversized garment, they drew a handgun, the metal glinting ominously in the morning light, and then the residents of this quiet street were roused from their sleep by a sequence of three quick gunshots, and then fourth, delivered point-blank as Liz crumpled to the unforgiving driveway. The entire incident unfolded with merciless speed, a mere 30 seconds etching terror into the tranquil morning. The murderer's escape was just as abrupt as their arrival. They turned, sprinting back to the Nissan Frontier, and vanished into the quiet streets. Amid the echoing horror, at 6.53 a.m., Mr. D., a vigilant neighbor across the street, could not remain quiet. He made an urgent 911 call, having heard the four harrowing gunshots and witnessing the Frontier's hasty departure and return. The dispatch responded one minute later. At 6.55 a.m., 
the Nissan Frontier made a chilling exit from the Princeton Place subdivision, but then suddenly executed a U-turn to re-enter the neighborhood. The ominous black truck lingered in the vicinity, a harbinger of darkness, eventually passing back by the Barraza house at 6.55 a.m. The truck was caught by the Barraza's doorbell camera, leaving behind an eerie digital witness to the haunting crime that had unfolded in its view. Meanwhile, at 6.58 a.m., another next-door neighbor, Ms. O, reached out to 911, also in distress. She had witnessed the unfolding tragedy. She saw someone lying in her neighbor's driveway, and she had heard the four gunshots, which were still echoing in her ears. Miss O's call coincided with the arrival of the first police on the scene. The quiet suburban street was transformed into a scene of chaos and terror within mere seconds. At 6.58 a.m., the Harris County Precinct 4 constables arrived, ready to investigate and secure the scene. The morning now forever marred by the unfathomable tragedy. Liz's father, Robert Newell, recounted with a heavy heart. Her suitcase for the anniversary trip was packed. She was ready to walk out the door. The anticipation of their magical adventure hung in the air, juxtaposed against the impending darkness that would soon shroud their lives. In the somber early hours of the morning, at 7.19 a.m., Harris County Precinct 4 constables stepped into Liz's home. They needed to clear and secure the residence. In their solemn task, they unintentionally triggered an alarm that Liz had set to respond instantly to any opened doors, a measure she had taken for her own safety. The dark Nissan truck that had played a malevolent role in this unfolding tragedy continued on its journey. Its path was meticulously traced by several commercial surveillance cameras. Yet, it eventually vanished into an area devoid of surveillance cameras, leaving investigators with a chilling void in their quest for answers and their quest to locate this vehicle or its owner. In the stillness of that same hour, a call was made to Liz's parents, Bob and Rosemary Newell. The alarm company informed them that an alarm had been triggered at their daughter's home, but Liz remained unreachable. With heavy hearts, they immediately departed for their daughter's home, unaware of the shroud of uncertainty that awaited them. Then at 7.21 a.m., the loud hum of the life flight blades pierced the morning air. As the helicopter arrived to transport Liz to the Memorial Herman Hospital, Fainan Street, a Precinct 4 constable, now acting as Liz's guardian, accompanied her on the heart-wrenching journey. At 7.37 a.m., Rosemary and Bob Newell arrived at the home. They arrived mere moments after Liz had been taken away via the Life Flight helicopter. They looked on. Their faces were etched with concern and sorrow as they observed the growing police presence at their beloved daughter's house. The unknown circumstances left them with a sinking feeling. A cloud of unease hung over them. Together, they had an intuitive understanding that the situation had taken a 
troubling turn. Sergio Barraza returned home at 7.51 a.m., his entire world upended by an undiscovered cruelty. As Sergio arrived at the house, he was immediately detained by law enforcement for questioning. This house, once their sanctuary, now bore the weight of uncertainty brought on by this strange attack on Liz. At 8.02 a.m., Rosemary and Bob left Liz's home. Their destination, the Memorial Hermann downtown, where the heart of their family now lay in turmoil. Memorial Hermann just so happened to be the same hospital Liz had frequented as a volunteer with the 501st Legion, where she had dedicated herself to brightening the lives of sick children. In the hours that followed, an intricate web of concern and care continued to unfold. Liz arrived at the Memorial Hermann emergency room, where a precinct four constable stood guard over her treatment area, watching over her in silence. Around 9.15 a.m., Liz's brother Robert and his wife Amanda arrived at the hospital. They were soon joined by Bob and Rosemary, and together with a doctor, they huddled in a private waiting room, their hearts heavy with the weight of the unknown. Next, Liz was transferred to the shock trauma ICU, where the watchful gaze of the precinct for constable remained, ever vigilant, until the arrival of Harris County Sheriff's Office Deputy Investigator Alfred Vera, who then took over the duty of watching over Liz Barraza's ICU room. As the morning sun cast its pallor, Liz's life hung in delicate balance within the confines of the STICU. The trauma department staff conducted their tests, maintaining her on life support. They had yet to give up on hope for recovery. In the weighty hours of the afternoon, Sergio and his mother arrived at the STICU. It was then that the most challenging of decisions had to be made. As Sergio and Liz's father, Bob, began speaking with Life Gift about the act of organ donation. The gift of organ donation is a sacred exchange where one person's final notes become the first chords of another's hopeful melody. It's a symphony of compassion, a silent sonnet of renewal where the threads of humanity's tapestry are carefully rewoven with threads of grace and gratitude. In the act of giving, we discover the profound beauty of renewal, where the echoes of life resonate far beyond the final breath. The next day, Saturday, as the clock approached noon, the trauma team finished their final neurological exams, ending a bittersweet chapter in Liz Barraza's beautiful journey. In the gentle embrace of the afternoon, at 1.40 p.m., a solemn pronouncement was made by the trauma team. Elizabeth Newell Barraza, once full of life, had now found peace. The mantle of her care was tenderly passed on to the compassionate hands of the Life Gift team, who embarked on their reverent mission to prepare Liz for the compassionate act 
of organ donation. Through the following days, as the hours slipped into the early morning of Tuesday, January 29th, 2019, a bedside vigil unfolded, where family members and dear friends stood as sentinels of love and remembrance in the hushed corridors of the shock trauma ICU department. In the dark stillness of early Tuesday morning, around 3 a.m., a team of healers, the transplant team, arrived to take Liz on her final journey. Alongside her parents, brother, sister-in-law, her husband Sergio, his mother Margarita, and the gathered members of her immediate family, they walked with Liz down the hallway to the elevator. It was a procession of both sorrow and hope. In the wake of this poignant moment, Liz's remarkable generosity shone brightly as her selfless gift would go on to save four lives and bestow the gift of sight upon another. An enduring legacy of love and compassion amidst the solemnity of her journey's end. At this point, I just want to stop and say thank you to Liz Barraza for her organ donations as I believe her gifts prove Master Yoda to be true. Death is a natural part of life. Rejoice for those around you who transform into the Force. Mourn them do not. Miss them do not. The investigation into the tragic shooting of Liz Barraza was taken up with the utmost seriousness by the Harris County Sheriff's Office. Their initial response to the crime scene was swift and methodical as they cordoned off the area around the Barraza residence, meticulously gathering evidence and conducting interviews. Inside the home, Sergio Barraza, still reeling from the sudden and brutal loss of his precious wife, faced questions from investigators. The authorities left no stone unturned as they began to explore the possibility that the perpetrator might have been someone known to the couple. Addressing the media, Harris County Lieutenant Jeff Stauber conveyed the gravity of the situation, saying, Our victim was laying in the driveway with multiple gunshot wounds. Looks very deliberate to me. The deliberate nature of the crime raised chilling questions about the motive behind the targeted attack. Homicide detective Michael Ritchie, an integral part of the investigation, described the crime as swift, calculated, and chillingly cold-blooded. He voiced a belief shared by many in the law enforcement community that more than one individual might have been involved in the planning and execution of the murder. Detective Ritchie also suggested that some individuals within the circle of acquaintances may have harbored suspicions about someone they knew being connected to the crime, heightening the air of mystery surrounding Liz's murder. The shockwaves of her tragic murder reverberated throughout the tight-knit community of Tumball. The fact that such a heinous crime had occurred in their peaceful suburb and in her very own driveway as she prepared for a seemingly mundane garage sale sent shivers 
down the spines of its residents. Liz was not the type of person to attract enemies, and this unsettling reality made everyone feel vulnerable, as though the safety of their own homes had been breached. In a beautiful show of solidarity, and to pay tribute to the beloved woman who had touched so many lives, friends, family members, co-workers, muggles, Padawans and acquaintances gathered on the Barraza's front yard days after her passing. They gathered for a solemn vigil, each person raising either a Harry Potter wand or a Star Wars lightsaber to the night sky in her honor. It was a poignant and emotional moment that captured the essence of Liz's impact on those fortunate enough to have known her. As one of Liz's heroes, Albus Dumbledore, stated, Do not pity the dead, pity the living, and above all, those who live without love. During the vigil, Liz's father, Bob Newell, spoke of his daughter's lifelong mission to spread love and joy, even to strangers. His voice quivered with emotion as he shared, My daughter Liz spent her life healing and spreading love and cheer to all of those around her, even total strangers. His words resonated deeply with those in attendance, serving as a reminder of the remarkable woman the world had lost. In the days that followed, a press conference convened by Houston Crime Stoppers provided a platform for Liz's father, Bob, and her husband, Sergio, to address the public. Though undoubtedly grieving, they stood strong like Jedi warriors, determined to seek justice for Liz and to ensure that her memory would endure. Sergio's words would echo throughout the community, further cementing Liz's place in the hearts of all who heard her story. Thank you everyone for letting us be here today. Thank you to everyone for their love and support for this extremely tragic moment for us. My wife Liz was an amazing person. She was a beautiful person with the kindness of souls. She had such a big heart. Tragically, someone stole that away from us on the morning of uh, the 25th. I just left for work that morning and I'm just so happy that the last words I got to say to my beautiful wife was, I love you, and she said, I love you too. She's going to be dearly missed by so many people she affected in her life. We devoted, Liz devoted, and I devoted so much time to charity with the Bible First Legion. She helped... uh, Kids in hospitals, um, we volunteer for community events, so many. Um, It's just so sad that my wife passed away in the same hospital that we uh, did so many hours of of volunteering at. I don't understand how someone could do this to her. She didn't deserve to pass away like this. Why someone would be so monstrous to commit 
and act like this through my innocent wife. I just, I just really can't understand. I had to, I had to trade our fifth anniversary for her funeral. I ask if anybody knows anything, please come forward. Please come forward. We need justice for Liz. I need justice for Liz. I love you. Join us next week on The Secret Sits as we delve into this tragic murder scene and uncover all of the details and secrets about this case. Until then, we dance round in a ring and suppose, but the secret sits in the middle and knows. Today's episode of The Secret Sits was researched and written by the host, John Dodson. All episodes are engineered and mixed by me, Gabriel Dodson. Check the show notes for links to all of our social media. Email us at thesecretsitspodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts.